one more session on 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12, and in particular, the process that leads from conduct among the Gentiles that is honorable and them glorifying God on the day of visitation. What is that and how does it happen? <clears throat> so, Father, I pray that you would again grant us to see how our conduct is to be beautiful, how it is to be publicly beautiful without contradicting anything Jesus said, and how it is to lead by your grace to cause unbelievers who once thought we were evildoers to actually see our good deeds and give glory to you. That's our aim. Show us these things, I pray. Make us this kind of people. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable or, or beautiful. I think that's what the word signifies as well. So that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. So let's... Uh, summarize down here the sequence. We are slandered. I don't think Peter means when he says they're calling us evildoers here that that's true. We'll see that even more clearly. So we're slandered and that should lead to we do more good deeds. And this is more than just avoiding lying and avoiding adultery and avoiding Sabbath breaking. This is positive, proactive engagement in a public way in doing good things for other people that even the world will, if God is gracious, recognize as good deeds. That leads to them, they see so the slander is here. They're speaking against you as evildoers. The good deeds are here, and the seeing is here. Now, which leads to they glorify God. And in here are some steps that are not mentioned here, except the ones that are here, namely good deeds. What's the process that gets them from here to here? Well, it, it can be several things. For example, three verses later, it's this. This is the will of God that by doing good, you put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. So here is a, a silencing that would go in here. Or another example would be chapter 3, verse 16. Have a good conscience so that when you are slandered, 
those who revile your good behavior, so that's why I said you'll see it's, it's slander. It really is good behavior, and they're reviling it. They're calling it evil behavior, and that's called slander. When they revile your good behavior in Christ, they may be put to shame. Oh, so somehow or other there's a breakthrough, and they cease slandering, and they recognize that they're wrong, and so uh, shame can be in here. They're ashamed of what they've been saying. So they're silenced and they're shamed. But there's a key thing missing, and that would be this. Chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. According to his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection. In other words, um, we were once just like all the other Gentiles. We were blind to this hope. God was unreal, mythological, boring. We had all kinds of slanders against God and his people. And God, in great mercy, caused us to be born again through the living and abiding word and the resurrection. And now we don't see things the same anymore. And that's what has to happen here. New birth. And so that's what Peter's hoping our good deeds will will lead to. We do good deeds. They see them and they're silenced. They're shamed. And by God's grace, they're open to the truth of the gospel and they're brought to new birth and see things totally differently. God is now glorious and not foolish. And that happens, he says, on the day of visitation. What is that? Could be the second coming. There's a lot about the second coming in this, in this uh, book. Or it could be the day when God visits them to do this. Consider a couple of references. Here's Peter. That's another name for Peter in Acts 15. And um, James is saying, Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. So he's saying Peter spoke about the visitation of God to the Gentiles. He's referring, I think, to Acts 10 in the in the story about Cornelius, God visited the house of Cornelius and took for himself from the Gentiles a people for his name. Or here's another example in Luke 168, where Zechariah is prophesying and he says, this is John the Baptist's father, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And that's a reference to the coming of Jesus, of Jesus the first time. So the coming of Jesus to save sinners and the coming of Jesus again in the visitation of people like the Gentile Cornelius makes me think that probably uh, Peter doesn't just mean on the day of the second coming when belief or no belief, everybody's going to bow and confess that Jesus is Lord. But this is Peter's hope that through our doing of good deeds and their seeing these good deeds and that silencing them and bringing them to be ashamed of what they've been saying 
and God showing up with great mercy in the new birth will cause them to, to, to join us. Let's jump back to verse 9 of chapter 2. Join us in the very reason why they and we were created and redeemed, in order that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you. That's what God has to do there out of darkness into his marvelous light. So these Gentiles are now trapped in darkness. They're calling good evil, and they don't see any of the excellencies of God. And then he calls them into marvelous light, and they join us in glorifying God. That's the goal of First Peter.